Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. 96.3, catching up with Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose. Good morning, Alex. How are you? I'm very good, Ross. Great to be with you. That's good to have you on board. Now, this one will be a steep learning curve here. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about a uh, <laughs> economic worldwide view. Now, what are the different competing political and economic worldwide views at present? That's a big question, isn't it? It is. It is. How long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> the two major ones that get talked about in the Western world mm. is uh, capitalism and socialism. They're the, they're the two big ones. Um, and the the general view pretty much pushed, pushed by the, the mainstream media is that we're a capitalist society mm-hmm. and that it's failing us and that socialism is the alternative. Um, now, socialism has really grown out of Karl Marx. That's a, I mean, look, there's other people along the way who have contributed to that kind of ideological worldview. But really, the two differ in, in quite significant ways and ways that will have a profound impact on our future as a nation, right. depending on which path that you go down. I would say that no society is truly capitalist, no society is truly socialist. Mm-hmm. But in a capitalist society, you have ownership of assets. In other words, the means of production and, and consumption are owned by private individuals. In a socialist society, it's different. It's generally owned and controlled by the government or large sort of cooperatives. That tends to be the way it works. And that has profound impacts on incentives mm. because as, as you know, most Australians love the idea of owning their own home. Right. And if you were told you can't own your own home, well, that significantly reduces your incentive to work and get ahead. The next big area is income equality. So that's something we hear a huge amount about in the West now, this idea of equality. In a capitalist system, income is determined by free market forces, whereas in a socialist one, it's generally worked on the basis of distributed according to need. Often the thing with socialism, it sounds very moral. It sounds very moral. But the problem with it is the consequences of when it's enacted are immoral. Um, And it generally ends up leading to a society where you have a very wealthy controlling elite and everyone else is progressively impoverished. And I can give you plenty of worldwide examples around that. I always find it a fascinating discussion in as much as, you know, it keeps coming up and there are people that hold fast to socialism, Mm. despite the fact that history testifies against it. It's never succeeded anywhere. Now, I'm not suggesting capitalism is perfect either. (laughs) And we can talk about biblical models in a moment. Mm. But uh, the other thing about it is with capitalism, prices are determined by supply and demand. In a socialist society, prices are set by the government. And uh, once again, if you look in societies with very high inflation, uh, where the government steps in to try and control prices, that always leads to shortages. It's disastrous. But I think one of the big things, and I think one of the drivers of a prosperous society, and one where human beings can flourish, mm. is in a capitalist society, you have competition, and therefore that encourages efficiency and innovation. You know, everyone's trying to compete with each other to try and create better products, better services to win win customers. Sense, yeah. In a socialist society, everything's government-owned. Mm. So who cares? We're, Where's the incentive to be efficient? Where's the incentive to innovate? Mm. Uh, and if you look at social societies around the world, they produce, they have no innovation. And uh, in many cases, they're just in slow terminal decline. So it's a very important discussion. The thing I want to leave listeners is it's, 
very important to think through these issues because they have a profound impact on Australia's future, particularly mm. as a nation, as we are heading the socialist path. That's the direction society is drifting in, uh, and it will have profound impact. Probably the last comment to make is just around taxation. In a capitalist society, taxes generally are limited based on individuals' income, whereas in a socialist, taxes are much higher and are necessary in order to pay for everything, to pay for all the public services mm. that the government wants to, you know, to offer. And you know, Margaret Thatcher very famously once said, uh, socialism ultimately fails when you run out of other people's money. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was spot on. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's, as I say, it's a big issue and very important one that Christians need to think through and pray through because it will have a profound impact on the future prosperity, not only of Australia, but the Western world, because the Western world is all slow, uh, you know, drifting into this socialist path. That's, that's the yeah. direction that's currently heading in. No, well said. I can add nothing to that, Alex. It is an important issue that uh, we do need to grapple. We don't talk about very often capitalism, communism, socialism. Are any of them aligned with the Bible or closer? Mm. Well, it's an important concept because the issue, I think, for us as believers is we want to enact you know political and economic policies in society that enable people to flourish and that's the prism through which i i look at when i hear governments announce policies i say prism Prism. good good one (laughs) (laughs) just what we Um, needed another ism (laughs) another ism exactly right and so socialism has this sort of what I would call moral appeal, to, particularly to Christians, because Christians, as, as a general rule, we believe in compassion. We believe in looking after those who, who are in need. Unfortunately, socialism has failed to deliver on that. You know, mm-hmm. governments throughout history have tried to promise solving poverty and they've always failed to do so. Where it's succeeded and what's happened, particularly over the last 30 years around the globe, is as countries have embraced free market things, particularly if you look at Asia, then they, they gradually and, and more rapidly become wealthier. Now, the thing with for Christians is we are meant to help the poor. And to me, even though the state may have a role in that, we are the ones, the obligation on us as believers is to freely give. Mm. See, socialism removes the freedom. It, it, it forces by, by you know, taking money out of one person's pocket and giving it to another. Whereas the Christian model, and if you read the book of Acts, you know, it says... Um, they gave out of their, they sold property and uh, property and possessions to give yeah. to anyone who had need. Mm-hmm. In other words, it implies private ownership, so they actually had their own things, mm-hmm. uh, and then they sold some of those things, not all of them, but sold some of it in order to meet needs. Yeah. So the Christ, the Christian view, in my view, is one much more of freedom, uh, and that is that we take the view uh, that we uh, are to use what God's blessed us with uh, and and live generously with it. So mm-hmm. we share; it's not taken by force. But just to give some sort of, I guess, example, the example I always love to give people is Argentina, a country I know well because my wife's from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is that it's a country that 100 years ago was the third richest country in the world. Right. Uh, it's very resource rich. Um, but today, it's, I think, closer to 80th in the world and just been slowly going downhill for 50 plus years. Right. Um, and it's because it's embraced socialism mm-hmm. and it's got a massive welfare state. But... It's never solved poverty, and poverty's just got progressively worse, so that now 40% of the population are in poverty. It's, it's a tragic example of it, and Venezuela is the even more extreme version, mm. and so forth. So socialism works on a logic that the government is capable of deciding what is best. And, and so and this is what, unfortunately, if you, you know, people have heard of the World Economic Forum, they believe that centralised control 
will lead to better outcomes. Mm. History testifies it's the exact opposite that does it. Yeah. And so to me, uh, as a Christian, my thing is the, we, want, we want to be pushing governments towards policies uh, that lead to freedom, that allow people to get up in the morning and go to work and create things, mm. they create products, create services, and to get out there and, and make the most of their life. And, and, and to me, a free market system will achieve that much more, much more closely. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's the, to me, the, that's the issue that Christians should have. Will a particular economic policy enable human flourishing? To me, that's the thing that we should be concerned with. Yeah, we'll continue uh, bringing it back to the Bible as, uh, as we uh, started to do there after this next break, catching up with Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose on 96.3. 96.3, catching up with Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose. We're going through a few economic worldwide views at the moment, and we've been covering a few isms there. Is there any way to replace socialism with biblical principles? That uh, And what would they be, Alex? Mm, look, there's a couple of things, I think. Now, some of these already exist in Australian society, but I think some of them we need to, to reclaim. So the first one that already exists is private ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people, as I say, they want to own their own things. They want to own their own home. They want to start a business, that kind of thing. So that, to me, is a critical building block of a, of a healthy e- economic system mm. where there's that private ownership. But along with that comes personal responsibility and taking responsibility for our own lives and for our families. Mm. In a socialist society, and this is what's happened, I think, uh, over the last, well, really 100 years, is we've lost a sense of personal responsibility. I mean, the example I would give is with our elderly in our society. We now have the view that we ship them off to a aged care facility, retirement facility, and we don't look after them in our own home. Now, that was very different 100 years ago. And just to give you some of the, some of the economics behind it, the age pension was introduced in, I think, 1905. And when it came in, it was set at life expectancy. And so it was assumed that very few people would ever be on it. And it was a genuine welfare payment if you live beyond your expected life expectancy. But now we have a a view that actually, you know, the government must provide for me in my retirement. Mm. Uh, And so the responsibility is not on me, it's, it's on the government. And that's changed dramatically. And of course, the problem now is people are living to 85 and it's expected the government will fund their retirement, you know, for Mm. 20 odd years. (laughs) So it's, it's very problematic. It's extremely expensive. And, and the big issue is at some point it becomes unsustainable. Mm. So that's to me, we need to regain that personal responsibility for our finances and for our families and rebuild the family unit. That's, mm. that's critical. Then there needs to be the freedom to create. So the, the uniqueness, I think, of, of the, you know, the Christian faith is we have this creator God who created everything. Mm. And then he's given us this amazing ability to create. Now, we all have different giftings and so forth, but we have this ability to get up in the morning and go and create things, yeah. whether it's you know businesses or artwork or you know, it's all sorts of things that people create. And in a free uh, market-based society, you have that option. In a society where the government is deciding what is acceptable and what's not and where money should go and where it shouldn't, that freedom is stifled. And of mm. course, then human creativity is stifled as well. So that's, right. that's, that's the critical thing. But then, then some people listening might be thinking, okay, well, well, that's all well and good, but what about those in need? What about those who are poor? And this is where I think Christianity has an enormous amount to offer. So that, to me, the biblical principle is that each of us have different amounts. Some of us have a little, some of us have a lot, but we can all voluntarily give to those in need. In a mm. socialist society, it's taken from you and redistributed. Whereas in a marketplace, you know, capitalist society, if you like, and I don't believe in a absolute raw capitalism. To me, 
uh, ultimately society, the, the role of government is to create a system of rule of law, you know, where people obey laws and contracts get honoured. So, you know, marketplace transactions can occur fairly mm. between two parties. But ultimately, uh, to, to create this prosperous society, Christians need to help the, those who are genuinely need. We want to lift people up out of poverty and, and we need to have that sort of selfless generosity rather than having it taken from the government to give to somebody else yeah. with no strings attached, which is often the case. I think Christians can actually step in and say, no, look, we're going to meet the needs of society. And sometimes we'll put conditions on it because the, the Bible actually makes a differentiation between the deserving poor and the undeserving poor. So, for example, mm. uh, in Proverbs, it makes it very clear that laziness will lead to poverty. Hard work will lead to prosperity. I mean, yeah. it's, I'm being simplistic about it. But the point being is that there are people who are in unjust societies and we need to help them and we need to lift people out of poverty. But that comes out of selflessness and voluntary giving rather than a society where the state takes and gives to whoever they think is deemed worthy. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work and it, it's led, led to millions of people yeah. you know, around the world suffer, suffering over the last hundred years. Exactly. Tackling the big issues with uh, Alex Cook from Wealth With Purpose. If you've got some financial issues and you want to get in touch, Alex, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Yep, jump on wealthwithpurpose.com uh, and sign up to our newsletter. That'll keep you up informed with all the things that we've got going on and there's lots of eBooks and things you can download. And uh, yeah, wealthwithpurpose.com is where you can grab a lot of free resources. So yeah, check it out. Fantastic. Thanks for your time this morning, Alex. My pleasure.